0: Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast brought to you by J.J. Reddick is not on social media in case you haven't heard. It's also brought to you by L.L. Paworski Jewelers where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. Big Barker therapeutic dog beds. Get yours at bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Cornblau and Cornblow, the official law firm of the process, the colony meadery, the official gluten-free booze made from honey of the process, and kinetic skateboarding. 9.1% off your first order with promo code Dave Silver. On today's show, both J.J. Reddick not being on social media as well as the Sixers wins over the Hawks and loss to the Toronto Raptors, a frustrating game all around for just about every player not named Joel Embiid. That said, we're going to try to have a good time on today's podcast and announce whether we're banning that lady that cheated in musical chairs on the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> <With that. laughs> Without any further ado, here is Run the Jewels. We are the murderous pair. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurting despair. Used to have power to push. Now I smoke powder to push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Woo. Woo. To the Welcome to the Right to Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who is no doubt not amused at all at the fact that I was amusing myself in the intro. That is Mike Levin. Hey, man.
1: No, man. Amuse yourself. You like it?
0: All right. Go That's for what, it. I mean, I mean, if you can't amuse yourself. I mean, what what else is there, right? I mean, geez. not, not night- the Sixers. No, <laughs> they're certainly not here for us. What I plan to do on this show is have uh, actual serious conversations, but not in a mad or uh, or threatening way. To anyone <laughs> listening, so I'm just just want to have a conversation about the team, their place in the Eastern Conference their most important players, so on and so forth. Are you okay with that? Sure, man. Let's do it. Um, all right. So my my thing is this, off the top. Sixers definitely going to have to figure out what what they really legitimately expect out of this season, I think. Because, you know, Brett Brown said finals publicly, very publicly. And Dario said further in the playoffs to us at the live pod i think i don't think he said finals but i think he said further in the playoffs and uh i look their uh their non-faults lineup is much better than their faults lineup right now and at any time during the year they could switch to that and and probably be a better team however i think that my best guess is they are not nearly as good as toronto or boston and um i just think it's going to be a weird year in trying to figure out what they think they should do because the well imagine, I mean, imagine there being a weird year yeah i know how about it how about it well there are there are things i'm frustrated by but things that i'm also realistic about and like the i i truly believe as as bad as I think he's been and as much as it sets them back when they play him with faults that they have to play him but I keep saying this it's going to seriously cost them games and they're going to really have to figure out whether how much that means to them this year because you can't you know a team like the Hawks you can fuck around in the first half and then get serious in the second half and win the game but you can't do that against real teams and you certainly can't do it against the best teams in the league and like all of the effort that they have to expend to get back into a game like tonight. And look, it wasn't all faults, obviously, but like it, it just, um, it really raises the question because that's what it seems like Brett is trying to do. Let's get Markel some time in the first half. Let's play for real in the second half and try to go win the game. And that's too hard, man. I mean, it's too hard against too many teams in the league. And it it really, I I believe, could be the difference between winning 52 games or something and winning 45 games. And they're going to have to decide how meaningful that is to them.
1: I think they'd prefer the 45 and and (laughs) Fultz getting minutes. Really? uh, And hopefully him getting better the more he plays. Yeah, I think they for sure
0: would. Okay, so let's say they would intellectually prefer it now, Right. But let's say they are twelve and eleven, and everyone, and they're like a, a fourth or fifth in the east, and a uh, like a significant fourth or fifth at that point, because it it does look like Toronto and Milwaukee at least are going to have really good regular season records in the beginning, and Boston is figuring it out on some level. Like, are they going to be able to withstand the pressure that they put on? That they will put on themselves, but also that the public will put on them, and and even you know, I think there will be a point at which Simmons and Embiid will be like, "Hey, we're we're way better when uh, Redick is starting." Like, what are what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to push their way through this? Is the real question?
1: I mean, I I think so. I think twelve and eleven is not that bad. They started last year. 13 and 13 and then 14 and 18 before they like started to get hot. So I don't know that.
0: With different expectations.
1: Of course. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. I I, I think if we're talking, you know, you look at teams around the league right now and you see the Cavs firing Teron Liu and folding their season and Washington losing again tonight and seemingly ab- about to implode. And Minnesota with whatever's going on with Jimmy Butler. Oklahoma City going off to a tough start. Like the Sixers – have four losses, three of which are to Toronto, Boston and Milwaukee. And, uh, they don't look great. Like even against the bad teams, they don't look great, but I don't, I don't know that we're in that level of like despair yet. I think, you know, I, you know, I hate, hate to be the guy that brings up China. Hate it. But, Somebody has to and it's going to (laughs) be so that factors in I would say you know Dario looks so bad. He looks useless truly like there's nothing like exciting about his game that he seems slow on both ends guys on on offense. Look at him like oh I'm going to take it to him and on defense when they're playing against him, they're like oh I can just take the ball from this guy because he's not fast enough to get by me. I can recover. And so I don't know what it is. Slow legs. He does not. He shouldn't be playing right now. He should. He, if Wilson Chandler can come back soon, give Dario a week off. Whatever. I don't care. Because uh, he looks. He looks like shit. Um, but obviously he's not the only one. I think. I think you're right in that. You know, we've talked about this. I don't think a. You know, the Sixers had 23 turnovers tonight. Fultz had one of them. So I think they still well, lose well, if Fultz doesn't play.
0: Make um, sure. But but his his existence on offense, and I'm like I, I I'm just being real like his he is in the half court with the starting lineup he he barely exists and I like it, people are like well why, do, why doesn't anyone pass to him well I don't know like what the fuck do you think like <laughs> do, do do you think they they're all conspiring to not pass to Markel faults or. Uh, or or is the legitimate answer that they are not confident that he can do anything with the ball and like he he plays hot potato with it every time he gets it it's out of his hands um as quick as it's in his hands and the only shot that he seems comfortable taking is a a 13-footer that is difficult to get uh, unless they feel like giving it to you i mean that is a a, a pretty tough shot to um to, to hang your hat on. So I do think that the inability, like just the total uselessness of him in the half court on offense with those guys makes it, and I, I got, you know, words about Simmons a little bit later anyway, and I, I'm not blaming all the the turnovers on on uh, Fultz's existence, but I think it's a serious part of it. I, I, I just think it's a serious part of how cohesive they are on offense that he's just... He's just fucking he's just there. I yeah. Mean, I mean they look they look yeah.
1: bad they look not cohesive on any end, really. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Offense, defense, special teams. Special teams. Nothing. Yep. <laughs> nothing's looking good there. So I you know, I don't know. Even when Fultz is on the court, I don't think they look good. I don't think they look like I don't wanna sound like Brett, but they don't seem to play with a with a joy, and the ball doesn't have movement, and there's not like an exc- like spirit, f- spirit, all of it, yeah, yeah. collaborative scoring process. I it just doesn't seem to be there, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I can't even speculate. But this team is not. Uh, they don't seem to be having like a great time. They don't seem to be really trusting each other. The ball, the they're not passing. As much as they usually do, um, occasionally. I mean, there's obviously not. This isn't the entire team. This isn't the every possession you can see that, but it just doesn't seem like as much uh, fluidity as there was last year. And that's. I feel like that's top to bottom. I mean, I look at Embiid, and I don't think he played that well tonight, truthfully. But then you look at the stats, and it's like, well, he played pretty fucking well. Eleven to twenty-one from the field, three or four from deep, six, yeah. or seven from the line, 31-11-4. thirty-one, She's eleven, pretty four. Good. Yeah, yeah, but it, but still, like, there's there's times that maybe I just ex- expect so much out of him. Like, there's times when he gets like stonewalled by Jonas, or like Ibaka, and it's just like, come on, you can, you're better than them. Be better, be smarter, and be better, and be faster, and all of those things. So maybe I just assume he's going to do it every single time down. Um, but
0: and beat is the least of their problems. No,
1: I know, but I'm. I, yeah, I think yeah. it's. Just, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's just one. I think it's the entire team. Um, right,
0: but I, I guess my so so your your two options for changes and what was different from last year than this year. Bellinelli, is, Ilyasova, uh, not not starters. Um, start is like yeah, Bellinelli, Ilyasova, which you've already dismissed, and you will fight on the inter- and the internet of anyone who who suggests otherwise. Correct. Uh, China and Markel faults in the starting lineup, and just the fact, I, and just the fact that like. I just the, think they're the, bummed out. I, I think the whole thing's a bummer. I think it's maybe. it's tough for them. I think but it's they tough like for but they like the guy with. and support yes, the guy. But that makes it tougher. That makes sure. it tougher because they are professionals who have expectations who want to be great. Yeah. And 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 I like. I am in full support of them doing this now, but I think there will become a point where they're going to have to make a real decision and it is not just and you know i was mentioning external pressure i think there will be internal pressure i think i think you know um you you can't do too much body language or why does this guy seem irritated or or anything like that but i i just can't imagine in um, imagine this imagine you had a kid brother right and you love that brother to death love that brother and you're playing a five-on-five pickup game and that brother just is not as good as everybody else. It, you could love him to death and support him to death, but eventually you're going to want to fucking strangle him because he's not as good as everybody else and he's screwing up the game. And I I, I wonder how long those other guys, who are all professionals, by the way, like uh, who are all guys with expectations, who um, some guys who have contracts coming up, you know, um, whether that be uh, whether that be Reddick or Chandler or any other guy who has is Muscala on the last year of his deal or does he have two years? These are these are guys who have contracts coming up who have who have a, a future based on this, and I think there's going to be internal pressure too, and it's going to be a true test of of how far he how quickly he can evolve and make himself more useful before before they give up on it. Because yeah. I I'm not as confident as you are that that they will withstand it actually. yeah
1: I don't know I really don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I don't know I go back and forth of being like optimistic disappointed and looking at the team and saying like this is you know they they were a 40some win team until they won the last 16 games of the season um, yeah I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with with any of this. It's about I just want them to sort of play with that level of energy. And maybe they don't have the personnel for it. It's just so... Like, when they're down, there's so much futility in dribble handoffs down 19. <laughs> <laughs> there's just watching and you're just like, fuck you, fuck you, just fucking dribble handoff. I mean, I hated the dribble handoff back when Doug was running it, so I, I've always been against it. They, they make it work better, obviously, this, this team, because they play faster and it's not just that. But there's sometimes when there's... Four dribble handoffs in one possession, and they don't like cross the three point line. And it's like, guys, we have four seconds left on the shot clock, and we haven't broken the plane yet. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they looked the the Hawks' win was uh, inspiring. Obviously, it's it's the Hawks and it's Lloyd Pierce. Um, but it was good to have a just a clean win where you could take your starters out for a time um, going into a back to back. And I I do I think look I think two things can be true one playing faults with the starters especially when he's not a point guard uh is damaging to the chances of winning the particular game or at least the time that he's on the court but i can say i can also say and i have that there are things that Fultz does on the court where you're like oh that's something i haven't seen before out of this guy oh that seems like he's getting more comfortable doing this oh it seems like he's willing to do this or that or he's opening up his passing or cutting or whatever. And it's not every time, and it's not like you can hang your hat on one thing and be like this is the guy. But I just you you got to be able to keep playing him because whether I mean whether it's here or in the fucking G League or something, he's got to be able to get those minutes so he can just get like refamiliarize himself with the player that he used to be.
0: Yeah, I I don't think he would do the the G League thing. I think um, yeah, man, they they don't really do that with top five picks unless it's a real disaster. But I th- yep. I think you know you're you're sort of in a place where it's it's been you know there's been moments to your point this year, but overall I think you could say you know they're in disaster territory. The wait the three is disaster territory in what, in what regard? The the Fultz experiments for two years. I mean. It's it. You would describe it any other way. If it was another team, would you call it a disaster? I mean, sure. Weirder than a disaster.
1: Disaster <laughs> is like, wow. Well, Anthony Bennett. You're like, oh fuck, this guy can't play. He's not good. He doesn't do anything well. This is just bizarre and continues to be, and will never stop being bizarre. Yeah. I You know, I love some of the. I mean, just honestly, and maybe it's just like bottom of the barrel, reaching for whatever I can reach for, but. The couple dunks and screams, uh, actually rising up over people and, and dunking for faults. Like that's a nice thing to see. That's a like, oh, you had that athleticism in college, and you've been playing very like, you know, remember all the safe layups that he was taking uh, last year and this year. Like seeing him rise up and, and dunk is like, okay, all right, we're talking. Now he's screaming, he's getting some, some aggression out, he's getting more involved in the game. And it, again, it's not linear, it's not. Uh, every single time down but I hopefully we just you know keep playing them 25 minutes a game or so and you see more and more of that but it's a it it is a it is a struggle for sure
0: so in a second and I I want to get to a couple of other players I want to talk about a sixer who may be asking for a trade (laughs) that's right a sixer who may be asking for a trade but first let's talk about our sponsor the colony meadery now it is important that we talk about the Colony Meadery tonight. Now, Meadery, no, meadery they sell mead, um, and mead is a gluten free alcohol made from honey. It comes in many, many flavors, Mike. Many flavors they have. They have a grapefruit mead, they have an iced tea mead, but there is a very important mead um, that is coming that is being released on Thursday at the Colony Meadery Tap Room or Friday at noon at uh, colonymeadery.com. Mike, would you would you like to hazard a guess as to what this mead is? Well, I've seen the design. Yes. So the design is amazing. Let's say that our very own Zainab designed the can, which has a, a likeness, you might say, of um, what's a his cer- name? A uh, certain
1: uh, executive from a different yep. team
0: whose picks... Yep. May or may not have swapped. Have swapped. So on Thursday, the Colony Meadery will release Lick Face Volume 1, The Flavors Swapped. That's (laughs) right. It is a pumpkin spice mead with hints of orange and vanilla available at 4 p.m. on uh, on Thursday and noon on Friday at colonymeadery.com. Every order... At colonymeadery.com, will get a free poster of the design featuring that GM who traded the picks that swapped, um, and five dollars off your order with promo code lickface at colonymeadery.com. That's right, it is a a, a canned mead with um, someone who may look who has who looks like a guy whose name rhymes with Bade Bivach um the ricky logo on it and it's called lick face the worst named beverage in history um but it tastes wonderful at least that i've been told i haven't gotten an early uh version of the mead again they can release it, at tastes, the tap room. it, it tastes
1: best if you lick it that was so like put it in like a <laughs> if
0: you like a dog it. bowl and sort of just uh, lick it up that way uh pour it all on your friends
1: Colin, lick it off their face
0: I'll, All of Colony Meadery's meads taste amazing, but having the the pick swap mead itself, Lickface Volume 1, is the best one. Uh, Again, can release, 4 p.m. at the taproom in Allentown, online at noon on Friday. Every order gets a free post or five bucks off with promo code Lickface. Again, must be 21 to drink. Please get buzzed responsibly, responsibly, ColonyMeadery.com mike have you heard which sixer may be requesting a trade i have indeed and it's exactly who you think it is the quote is uh from the story from keith pompey uh uh trade request flow on this one um he came over flow but he's not playing flow i just left my country to come here i just left my country to come here and to play here um I just want to play. Then I feel like I'm ready to play. That's why I'm looking for an opportunity to play. This is my second year. I just need to play. That's right, Furkan Korkmaz uh, is needs the, Is that, a, is that an play. official
1: trade request, or does he just want well here, minutes here we request go. more than
0: anything? Here we go. A leak source said Monday that the Sixers hadn't decided if they're going to exercise the third-year option on his contract. The team likes Korkmaz's scoring ability, but is unsure about retaining him. It might try to trade him. A source says Korkmaz wants to be traded over lack of playing time. He would not confirm nor deny that on Tuesday. First of all, Korkmaz said, I want to see what the team is going to say to me. I'm waiting for them to tell me we're going to pick up your option. We are not going to pick up your option. Then I want to think about it. I want to play. I just want to play. Oh
1: my god! Our, it, sounds who like, thought? it sounds like it sounds like in the Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring, you're reading from the dwarves who got overran by orcs, and they're reading. You're reading the the diary from the guy as they were getting uh, killed. That's what it sounds like.
0: <laughs> I mean, who would have thought that the first locker room. Discord, truly the guy who wants to get treated. Wait,
1: truly the first locker room Discord since of the process era.
0: I process mean, they, and post process.
1: We are we are here, and you, it is it is it is the corkmas.
0: Well, you when you drop
1: when you drop forty in the summer league, <laughs> you get to make demands. I
0: agree. You can't you can't count Karolinko because he was never in the locker room. Nope. You can't count Danny Granger, also never in the locker room. Nope. They they actually backed. Okafer, so there was no discord. Mm-hmm. Um Nerlens might have had guys smearing shit all over the walls of his house, but there was no locker room discord. Sure. They had three centers and all guys were backing each other.
1: Jorge Gutierrez but. demanded a non-trade.
0: <laughs> but Furcon Korkmaz, he of the slow feet, slight build and no handle. Don't just wants do I hate don't
1: do I don't <laughs> I don't agree on the handle. I think he does have a handle. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a shifty handle. He's got to get stronger. I hope he plays. Play him. Play Furkan. Honestly, um, play Furkan. Take everyone's minutes down by two. Give them to Furkan. 100%. Why not? Oh, my God. Why the fuck not? You need wings. and You guys that can shoot. Is he the best? No. But, are you know, guys are going to get better. Guys need shots. There should be just bodies. Just bodies all the time. Nobody gets comfortable because they're getting too busy getting subbed out. I want, it should be like four possessions max, you're out. Can we, cycle them in,
0: fresh legs, nothing but. Here's the, the question. I look around the league and I think to myself, could we get Lillard for Corkmas? Or <laughs> is that the Kemba Walker trade we've been talking about? Or as the Wizards... Uh, self-destruct I know we would have to match salaries and stuff, but is that the key piece in the Beale trade mm, um, the one point you know one million have that to wonder. has to match uh, I don't know, man.
1: I wish that they were that they got off to a better start, but it's been eight games, and you know if they if they went four and four in like a early February stretch, nobody would be flipping out. It's just that this is all they have so far so. Uh, They'll hopefully beat up on some bad teams. Dario will hopefully wake up, and I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like every time we play anybody, they just get easy buckets. That's that seems to be the more the defense concerning thing to me. Like why? Why are they just like wide open looks and miscommunication? They're switching on everything, but like not seeming to talk as much on switches and on pick and rolls. They just like guys are getting open looks. It just doesn't seem. I.
0: Right. I got to wonder whether the way they're calling it like we we have spoken a bunch of times about uh the lack of wings on the team. There's not a lot of wings, right? They uh they are a There's uh, about to be one less they trade him. Okay, oh, <laughs> correct, right? Uh Amos mentioned to me tonight. For for a in a in a positionless NBA, it does seem like the Sixers have a lot of guys who have, you know, um, uh, old old school NBA positions. And that Redick is a clear two guard, and Embiid is a clear center, and all of those things. So there's a lot of like switchable things, and it's harder to guard because you can't touch guys as much, um, and that is a lot of the reason why the league is different. And I wonder if they're having a harder time with all of that switching because it's harder to guard anyone, and that's going to be more obvious in a team that has mismatches defensively in a bad way, like we have. Um, and I, I wonder if that is part of it. You know, I think I, I think when Fultz is in, it's part of it. Dario uh, Dario's slow feet is obviously part of it, but. Like here's all these guys who, you know, Reddit gets switched on to a, a guy that, a, a six, seven wing or something, he's in trouble. Or uh, Embiid as as valiant a job as he'll do on a wing, he's still, that's not an optimal thing that you're dealing with. Or Dario, as we just mentioned. I think they have a lot of guys, mascalas is not very switchable. TJ is not very switchable. Um, they have uh, faults for all of the, you know, hey, he's a point guard. Hey, he's a point guard. Hey, he's a point guard. Talk. They're playing Kemba Walker the other night, and he he can't. He, you have to have Covington guard um, Walker, which puts you in a weird position somewhere else. So I don't think they, in in an NBA where you have to switch a lot of stuff, they don't have a very switchable roster. Yeah, you know, I
1: yeah, I think that that's probably some of it. I think Fultz did a decent job on Lowry tonight. Uh, he had a a, a nice steal on him inside and. I think he stayed with him and did a decent job. Kawhi, Kawhi's just so good. And when they he can just get any shot he wants. And it seems like he's always making the right play. And he terrifies anyone when he's covering them on defense. His hands are huge, he's just poking things out. He uses his body and leverage so well. I just I just watch him on the court. And I, I don't I, I don't understand how he's as good as he is. Like, I watched him at San Diego State, and he was not close to this player. And he's now, like, a he's a truly an indestructible robot. Like, I don't understand how he's how that yeah. good. And he just gets in the way of everything. He can cover one through five. His jumper has no arc whatsoever, and it seems to always go in. Uh, Serge has never missed a mid-range shot against the Sixers in history. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's... Not a, not an inspiring night for sure. I think I think some of your points about switchability are nice. I I've been impressed with Muscala. I think he's been good, and I yeah would yeah. Lo- would love for him to keep them to keep playing him with the five with uh, him and Simmons as a four or five, um, to just keep being able to uh, stretch the floor and, and create driving lanes and stuff. The 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 problem with the Sixers, and I think I think your point about switchability is interesting. But offensively, there's just so many guys that have specific. Yeah, strengths and weaknesses, and and then you look at a team like and Boston. One specific or
0: weakness, by the way, a one lot of specific design. weakness is is like running like wildfire through the the roster for sure. But it's
1: also yeah. like you know, the I I do think Covington's improved his handle, but he's not breaking anybody down off the dribble. Like he's not, he's not. I mean, Jalen Brown can do that, and Marcus Smart can do that. Covington will never do that. Um, so I think there's a there's just like limited pieces of, of things that these guys can do. And so everything has to like click super right for them to be successful. And like, you know, they they got hot in the early fourth and cut the lead to like six because the three started falling um, between Covington and Embiid and, and Redick. Yeah. Um, but there's so many... To get those shots to get good looks, but also not be a liability on the other end. It's like the there's just not a They're impaired by their Weaknesses that don't always Get covered up by their teammates because like you know, you're having JJ and Dario in for defense. That's not great If you play Simmons and faults together, that's not great. If Dario's not hitting shots, that's not great if Embiid is trying too hard to you know ram it into somebody inside and getting called for an offensive foul, or getting stonewalled by whatever big man, uh, and then he you, there, there's not guys off the bench that can f- breathe life into things. I'm I've been very impressed with Landry Shamit, and he but he's still like as good as a you know late 20s pick can be, and I'm I'm happy with him, but he's still he's not like the answer or anything. Um, there's just not enough guys. There's just not enough guys that can do a bunch of things. Where I mean, I'm I'm watching these guys on the court. I'm looking at these lineups that they come in. And I don't think it's a bread problem so much, as mm-hmm. it is just like where where is it going to come from? Where's where are guys that are going to be able to shoot and dribble and defend come from? How many guys can do that on the team? Out, yeah, maybe none. Like TJ well, can get to the rim and and defend, but can't but shoot. He, but he can't shoot. Fultz is yep. hesitant. Simmons isn't going to shoot from outside. And Bede from the outside is. Turnover happy. Dario isn't doing anything. Covington still—you still don't want him handling. Uh, JJ, I, I think has been you know as solid as JJ can be, but he's pretty slow himself and d- not dynamic off the dribble. And they're just not. They're, it seems like their decision making is well, slow. That... It seems like everything's slow. And just all if when it's when it's all not working totally, totally right, which it was at the end of last season and into the Miami series, then they're like. Lacking in a lot of ways, and, well, and, and that's just the that's just the lineup. The and that's
0: problem. that's that that is that is why that is why I said about Boston what I said about Boston because they have like a lot of those guys. You know, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, the, the the bane of our existence, Aaron uh, Baines, that went number three. No, 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 no. Tatum, uh, Tatum, Tatum can Jalen Brown can. Gordon Hayward can in theory, uh, Al Horford can, uh, even like, I, I know it sounds crazy, but like even uh, Marcus Morris yeah. can, you know? Yeah, and, sure. and that's a that's a lot of guys compared to zero, you know? Um, so speaking of the limitations, like two out of the last three games for Simmons have, have not been good. Um, the game two games ago, was not uh, the, which game was that? Five that for they, 20, that one. Yeah, what game was the five for, it wasn't the Atlanta game. It was the Milwaukee game. I mm-hmm. can't even remember. Yeah. And then this game, he had 10 turnovers. And uh, there were se- 11, there you go. And there were several moments where, um, where like the, the past, like it, it didn't seem like he was in it. Uh, mentally, like the passes were pretty careless and not Simmons-esque. Uh, on one hand, I do wonder if the if he's frustrated or if he's hurt. But on the other hand, like, look, man, I I am going to accept the fact this year that the guy doesn't shoot jumpers. This year, I'm going to not let it drive me crazy. But let me be like pretty sparkling clear and everyone who who uh, will react and go no he can be great without a jumper no 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 this uh, if 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 we're taking faults out for a second and we are assuming joel Embiid health the future of this core's greatness depends on that guy shooting it it just does and all of the limitations we talk about specific skill sets his is the most limiting uh, in that he, he creates the most, obviously. He creates a lot of things and he can do a lot of great things. But when the guy that holds the ball the most will not shoot from outside and cannot make shots, you are limiting yourself in such a way that um, like I, I cannot think of another guy in the league that I would say, yeah, they can win a championship with that guy holding the ball who who is limited in that same way. Now there, that is different than 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago when you could have done it. And there are plenty of examples from Jason Kidd to Rajon Rondo to even Magic Johnson to a certain extent, even though he would shoot, it was a, a different league, but like you could do it. There would be point guards, like old school point guards couldn't shoot. It was like part of their deal. Uh, they, they weren't good shooters sometimes. but. It can't be anymore, and there are sort of like two choices in this. But like the the second choice, I don't even think is legitimate. The first choice is you're 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 throwing two guards out there, and you're starting him at four. So you're going guard guard. Let's say in this imaginary world, Fultz is a guard, Reddick is a guard, uh, Covington at four, Simmons Covington at three, Simmons at four, and Beat at five. Um, but still. Like, I don't know what you're doing with him in that sense, like in that in that world where he is, where you're taking advantage of what he's actually good at. And I, I just think for for them and him to take full advantage of what is he, he is actually good at, um, I understand it takes time, all of those things, but like greatness awaits, right? And the, the, that greatness that we talk about, his ability to be a top five or top seven player, does not come without being able to shoot the basketball, and um, like it's got to happen. It's got it like they they are going to be the the um, the the ability for him and Embiid to complement each other, and the ability for this team to be great rests squarely upon his ability to shoot that basketball. Get another star, all those things I'm talking about. The guys that are here now and the the things that seem the most doable. I think it's more likely that Ben Simmons. Be, learns how to shoot, then Markel Fultz recovers whatever is gone. Like, that is the thing that is within reaching distance. He's just got to do it. Um, And it will, like, the games that... That I I think the thing that he has to learn, and he has to know, he has to know that this way that they will defend him now, and they did it to Fultz, obviously, uh, in the the Atlanta game, and then they did it to him against Toronto, but they started doing it to Ben, too, and Boston did it to Ben in the playoffs last year, is if they're going to sag 10 or 12 feet off of you, um, it's just like... (laughs) It, it it's hampering your team in a way and it's hampering him in a way that is making it harder for him to get done the things that he is he is spectacular at the passing, the driving, all of those things, it's just making them so much harder and I think it makes him more frustrated and I think defenses are a little better at just sort of like Make you know, sort of challenging him to do it. He's gotta shoot, man. He's gotta shoot. And I, I know it's he's not gonna learn this year, it's not gonna happen this year, but at some point I just think it's gotta happen.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've always yeah. I've always said that he needs to yeah. be able to shoot. And uh I think it's probably smart to calibrate our expectations for it to not happen this year. I'd love a couple. I'd love just him to just step into a couple in a way that like Draymond does, just with nobody within 15 feet, take your time, just step into it and hit it. Um, but I think, I think absolutely, like he looks frustrated out there. That's, that's the cause of the turnovers. That that was the cause for the 5 of 20 against Charlotte, um, where he's just driving in without a ton of a plan. And a couple times, you know, Toronto's really long. And so a couple times when he drives in without really knowing what to do, and this wasn't just him, this was kind of everybody. Dario had a couple of these plays in B2. And it just, like, tried to kick it out behind him. And it's like, you know, there's Ibaka's arm. There's Siakam's arm. There's uh, Kawhi coming to pick it off. And uh, it's tough to be able to do that against good teams. And especially when Kawhi's on you. Yeah. Kawhi's so good. And he's just dying to force you to do the specific things he wants you to do. If you can't step into a three and just stretch, stretch him out a little bit so he's not being able to, like, double down easily on somebody then the the team's gonna suffer. And so, absolutely, the team, if if this team ever wants to get to a championship, it's either gotta be, one of Simmons or Fultz has to become, (laughs) I can't believe we keep saying this. Uh, One of them, (laughs) they have to be decent shooters. They have to be willing, decent shooters. Now, Fultz took two threes early. They didn't look great. Uh, One, I I saw tonight his, uh, there was a pull-up jumper that he had that looked the most natural that I've seen it look. So I will try, I'm going to try to take solace in that, but they both got to be able to do it. They just it's, it just gotta happen. It's 2018 in the NBA uh, just shoot them get better, shoot them, keep practicing, shoot them step into them. I don't care shoot them um, because it'll the team I, you're absolutely right it's not gonna I don't think they're going anywhere if they if they keep if that keeps happening.
0: Okay, three small important issues to get to right after we talk. About our other sponsor for this podcast, that is LL Pavorsky Jewelers. What a
1: tease! Three small important issues after the break.
0: Yep. Get ready. <laughs> like, I, my favorite thing is when people tease what's after the break in podcasts as if, like, the point in doing it in the radio and the TV is that they can't just skip past the ad, <laughs> but they can in a podcast, <laughs> whatever. So, LL Pavorsky, you would never skip past Sweet Long Jules Pavorsky. Never. And his 108 engagement rings sold to rights to ricky sanchez listeners uh, there has been some question most notably from you about whether these 108 people 108 couples actually exist
1: i don't really have a question so, at this point i pretty
0: much so have. i no no question anymore um I, I just want pictures of all of them uh ll pavorsky jewelers has been the the most dedicated original sponsor of the rights to ricky sanchez podcast as he reminded uh, Kornblau up on stage at live Ricky three that he was involved in the billboard and Kornblau was not LL Pavorsky drillers believed in us and we believe in him. He has treated every one of our listeners that has gone to LL Pavorsky drillers with so much respect, so much love and just the, the most uh, amazing jewelry and the best prices from a, uh, from an incredible guy. He, you buy an engagement ring from LL, he's gonna pick up the first year of jewelry insurance on it. You buy the engagement ring from LL, he's gonna give you the cool case that fits right in your pocket. So she's not gonna see it when you're sneakily trying to propose to her. Cool case. And you're gonna cool case. And you're gonna get an amazing ring from an amazing guy. No pressure, all love. LL Pavorsky Jewelers. That's it. Um, if, you, if you want to buy an engagement ring from LL, make sure you give him a call first so you can set up an appointment so he can get some info for you from you first. 215-627-2252. Or if you're like everybody else in the world and you hate making phone calls, just send him an email. Go to LLpavorski.com or tweet him at LL Pavorsky. For every podcast, LL makes generous donations to Coded by Kids and the Providence Animal Center. LL Pavorsky Jewelers. Dress
1: up, dress up as him for Halloween. See who gets it.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. All right. First important thing is the City Series uniforms um, that look like sweatpants, kind of. What do you think? What is your review? Scale of 1 to 10.
1: I didn't read that whole Zach Lowe thing about what no. talked about, like how it happened.
0: But, I mean, What's just the Sixers doing like a fucking...
1: Promotion with Rocky and Creed and just making it into like our city jersey is actually an ad. It's like it's just like, come the fuck on, guys. Don't you have enough money? Like Creed is good. Like... The first one was good. The second one seems like it's probably gonna be good. But like, do you have to make it into like such a fucking oh God, a fucking six these guys? It
0: did give every, us
1: separating us from our wallets every step of the motherfucking way.
0: Yeah, he was right about that. The the two pictures I did love, of course. One was TJ in the meat locker yeah. or whatever, with his hands wrapped. And the other one was, I don't know if you've ever eaten there, but Fultz in the Victor Cafe, which is uh it is a an Italian restaurant in South Philly. But the best part about it is that the entire wait staff are opera singers and while they're serving your meals they'll just stop down and sing an opera song and everybody stops eating and just watches the opera it's legit cool. so seeing Fultz in the victor cafe and then tj in the uh in the the uh, meat locker i think was was worth the ad <laughs> yeah right, the jerseys i thought the
1: jerseys were pretty good though i don't mind the gray i think yeah they're it took, fine it took me a People second get... i my initial reaction was recoiling but then i was like well oh, i like it actually And and Philadelphia being like the most sweatpants city is a really uh, charming moniker.
0: That is certainly fair. Yeah, that is certainly fair. Second important thing, um, now that the Cavs are going to only play their young guys, and uh, by the way, I I do have a theory that Ty sort of wanted to get fired and it was like an agreement. So they pay him out. No... Like, those coaches, he doesn't want to sit around and babysit those guys. If he just walks away, he doesn't get paid. If they fire him, he does get paid. I don't know. I mean, anyway, this is the
1: best deal Kyle, anyone's ever gotten. Hey, you don't have to be on this yeah. like, uh, fucking atrophying Cavs team where, yeah. as they, like, melt in front of you, and you just got to look at Chetty Osman and ask him to score 40 a night as everyone else just complains and doesn't feel like getting off the bench. Like, they're, they had no—the Cavs this season— this is why last season I was like, go get anyone with LeBron to play with them." going into the play, like into trade deadline, whatever. It was like, you're going to be fucking awful after LeBron leaves. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. You were the worst team in the league when he got there, and you're going to be the worst team in the league when he leaves. Like, you have some scraps around that might make you make a run at the eleven seed if things break right. They clearly haven't. Like, why not try to go get... Anyone at the trade deadline last year to make a push, and you know LeBron did it himself. They got to the finals and and swiftly lost. But uh, man, they're awful. What a terrible, what a terrible, dumb organization. Fucking Dan Gilbert, piece of shit. Um, that being anyway, said, do
0: you want Kyle Korver?
1: That's what I was going to ask you. Uh, yeah. No, he wouldn't help. He wouldn't help. There, there's no Kyle Korver right now is not better than Landry Shamet. Like he's not. Like maybe he's a better, uh, maybe he's a better just shooter at this point. I, I like I like Landry and, and what he's done, but he's not a better ball handler. I don't think he's a better defender. Uh I think they're both like slightly below average defenders or profile at that point, from what I've seen from Landry. Uh I don't think I don't think it really helps. I think they need guys who can do more than the one thing. Get a get a, like that's why I mean Trevor Reza is like kinda close. Justin Holiday even does a little bit of stuff. Uh, well, Trevor
0: Rees is more than kind of close. He's just—I don't think you're going to get him yet. He for sure, for sure. I'm, if, if they suck, I yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, well, he's not a guy that you want like handling or anything. He's—he's he's a pretty no, no, no. Standstill, but, but three-point shooter. Yeah, at this point. but
0: three indeed. Yeah, Green
1: I know absolutely. Has, definitely yeah, helpful. Even yeah. Danny Green, like you know, I can, I see him handling a little bit more than I see some of our. It's just there are guys that can. This guy can do this. This guy, and it doesn't seem like that's the NBA anymore. Like you said, like wow. this guy can do this. This guy can do this, and everybody else is like, well. I mean, we, he does the dribbling I do the standing and, and waiting this isn't it's not a cohesive thing
0: Mike when did you become the why can't everyone shoot and dribble guy
1: I mean <laughs> I like versatility always have fresh legs versatility why not that's why I liked fucking Josh Hart coming out of the draft and Karis Vert and Malcolm Brogdon and Donovan fucking Mitchell all of these people that I like can do multiple things it's not just the one thing I've been wrong about the one thing before. I didn't like Devin Booker or Jamal Murray, and they've turned out to be better than just one thing guys. But it remains to be seen how you can, unless that person is like Steph, how you can win a title with that as one of your couple best players. Get guys who can do more shit. Come on.
0: 2018. So final thing. We brought up on the last pod the prospective ban of, uh, of the – we decided against Zach Lowe, uh, but the prospective ban of the musical chair's cheater. She referred to herself as the musical chair's champion. Uh, she emailed us to brag about her victory and her J.J. Reddick jersey and slandered Covington. After I told her she was banned, she did say she has, been, she has shed blood, sweat, and tears with the process and waited two hours to get her son an Eric Maynard autograph.
1: Does she listen so, to the podcast?
0: She, she must right she emailed us at writes at gmail.com mm. I, I don't know how else maybe I I would think she does
1: that's probably true
0: <sighs> yeah
1: so and I can can't afford to lose a listener
0: well I left on, it up count to the, on all of them <laughs> I left it up to the emailers and I said I will let the first five emailers determine whether she is banned um, the first five emailers very quickly said ban her wow but I'm going to veto it. Bloodlust. Ah, the veto. So we had- Making the rules uh, up, making
1: the constitution up yeah. as we go along.
0: Yep. It's uh, it's our constitution. The, the seventh emailer was like, come on, you can't ban a listener. Um, don't ban a listener. And uh, even though we had to ban KOC, who's definitely a listener, and uh, Bill Simmons, who is a listener- <laughs> <laughs> and my, well, he is, um, you know, we've banned a lot of listeners. Uh, who else? Ben Gulliver, listener, Andrew Sharp, listener. Hinky. Uh, Hinky, <laughs> listener. Uh, I, I can't ban her. I. But here's what I'm asking. I'm going to offer this olive branch and she has three days to respond. This will prove <laughs> that she listens. If she apologizes for the Covington slander, I will rescind the ban. Uh, Covington, who by the way,
1: is playing very well. Hitting shots. He's
0: playing awesome. Clean.
1: Getting his hands in there. Four steals and two blocks tonight. And also, another thing that Covington doesn't get credit for, good rebounder. Can rise up. Yeah. Long. Fights for it. Just wanted to drop that line in for Cuff.
0: I just need her to apologize for the... I I understand she she was being defensive. I get it. We've all said things we regret. But take back the Covington slander, and you're not banned. That's that's where I am.
1: Does she, she want to thoughts? be not banned? She she doesn't want
0: to be banned. Okay. She said you 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 can't ban me. Okay. Uh, now that that was a little ballsy, uh, as I can ban you, but um, but I I the fact that she didn't want to be banned was important. So just take back the Covington thing. You have three days from right now. Uh, All right.
1: I have one last what? Sixers
0: thing to bring up. Okay. Jonah
1: Bolden had a nice pass tonight. He did. He it did. Was to to a Amir mirror? Johnson for yeah. a layup. I was impressed by it. And I wanted to call that out and say, good job, Jonah. Nice pass. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy.
0: Is that every,
1: everyone is Rudy now? Yeah.
0: <laughs> good pass. Good pass, Jonah. Um, all right. We will talk to you... Oh, you know what they mentioned on the broadcast tonight? I didn't know Nick Nurse was the the coach of those crazy uh, Rio uh, Grand teams that like Covington was on that shot 6 million threes. I didn't know that I didn't either. I know that was Nick Nurse. Yeah, huh. they mentioned it on the broadcast. It was Nick Nurse.
1: Crazy. That. Yeah. Uh, guess what's coming up a week from today, or I guess when you listen to it, midterm elections. What? You guys are going to yep. be voting in it, so make sure you vote. I will be doing some knocking on doors. Do what you got to do to get people out to vote because it's important and people are trying to keep you from voting. So fuck them and vote Uh, and knock on doors if you have time this weekend because uh, you'll feel feel slightly good about yourself and then that goes away quickly when you watch the Sixers lose.
0: Yeah, so it'll even your life out. Uh, All right, uh, we will talk to you this weekend. Are you down with TTP? Yeah, you know. Lake face. We are the murderous pair. that with the jail and we murdered the murderous there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurting despair. Used to have power to push. Now I smoke power to the push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Woo! Woo! to
1: the spotlight. like
0: Woo! Uh, uh, copying of uppers and downers get done. I'm in a rush to be numb. Dropping a thousand months, much. Come the clouds on the missile of the...